Hello, fellow innovators. This is Patrick Emmons. Today, we're sharing an insightful presentation from one of our Innovative Executive League Summit speakers, Topeka Dagirala. If you're unfamiliar with the Innovative Executives League, it's an invite-only community of innovators, entrepreneurs, and intrapreneurs with a growth mindset and passion for innovation. I founded the organization about five years ago to increase the network of innovation in the Chicagoland area and also on a national scale. At the November summit, Topeka spoke to the audience about developer experience, improving business performance by focusing on your people. Topeka is Senior Vice President of Global Technology Platforms at TransUnion, where she leads technology strategy and execution of cloud-based platform transformation. With over two decades of leadership experience, she has led teams that build high-performing software across a variety of companies, ranging from startups to large global enterprises. Prior to joining TransUnion, Topeka led product development as the CTO and VP of engineering at Yellow. She also served as SVP of engineering at Spins and held various technology leadership roles at SAP, Nielsen, and Motorola. Topeka holds a Master's of Science in Electrical and Computer Engineering from Rutgers University and a Bachelor's in Electronic Engineering from Nagpur University in India. She serves on the Regional Advisory Board of CompuDopt, an organization that designs programs to eliminate limited computer access, increase technical literacy, and support the future of youth in communities across Chicago and Northern Illinois. She's a passionate advocate for women in technology and the importance of balance in our work and personal lives. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Hey, everyone. Um, Deepika Dugarala. I just want to say it's my first in-person conference since the pandemic, and it's really exciting that I get to start with talking with other innovative leaders. It's, it's a topic we're all passionate about, and um, it's exciting to see the exchange of ideas. I was a few minutes late to when they expected me here because I was discussing with a couple people about the big eye and the little eye and innovation and, and what does it mean. But another topic that I imagine we're all passionate about is people and uh, recruiting, developing, retaining high-performing talent in organizations. And at TransUnion, this has definitely been something we've had to focus on through the pandemic. We've been going through quite a major transformation in our organization, and that meant it was important for us to attract and retain and develop the workforce that was at the company, but also people that we wanted to attract to our company to be part of this journey with us. So a lot of what I'm going to share today is kind of what we saw, what we learned, what we've done. But more importantly, want to hear what all of you have been doing over the last couple of years. And the idea is to exchange ideas and learn from each other. So I hope that you find some of this thought-provoking as we go through it. So before that, I assume everybody knows TransUnion. I thought I'd take a moment and talk about TransUnion. We are a 50-some-year-old company with our roots in being a credit bureau. But as we've grown and evolved over the years, we've realized we're really an information and insights company. And, and what we really do is that, is make trust possible. We have 
consumers who know that their information is being safely stored and reliably used so that the best possible opportunities, offers are made available to them as they navigate this world and financial opportunities that they need. And similarly, customers, businesses are using this information to really make the best decisions for the marketplace. We're internally very proud of the fact that we try to constantly focus on making sure information is used for good. What does that mean? It means how can we improve financial inclusion for folks that might not be in the traditional banking ecosystem or the credit ecosystem, and it takes much longer for them to get access to funds when they need it. And as we go forward in our kind of business and the things that we do, we pay a lot of attention to that. So we're really proud of that. Clearly, it's something that resonates with all of us in the organization, and it's a big part of what we focus on. And I'm the senior vice president of global technology platforms. I will admit, two and a half years ago, I don't think me or anybody else really knew what that meant, but we've come a long way since then. I'm responsible for architecture and strategy, but also helping build out best practices and shared assets within the company. So what that means is developers across TransUnion, across the 30 regions that we're in, have the right tools, have the right guidance in terms of strategy or architecture, where we're headed, but also have a set of services, kind of like using a vendor, a set of services that are available internally at TransUnion for them to tap into. This could be deployment and pipelines. This could be key TransUnion IP that almost everybody has to build into every product that they build with TransUnion data. But it could also be just the undifferentiated heavy lifting product engineers do all the time, right? I do need to do authentication. I do need to manage my APIs and gateways securely and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it naturally fits in that a lot of the tools that our developers use, the processes that they work with, and what makes them efficient falls into the purview of my team. And we've been working with our transformation program to really think about how do we make the developers, and when we say developers, it's tech, whether it's security and compliance folks on the teams, whether it's IT or software engineering developers. Just We use the word developer experience and what does it mean for them. And it really ties into talent in general, right? We're all on this stage with the pandemic, with just the shift in how I think all of us, as well as our employees, are starting to think about the landscape of how we want to work. Everybody wants to be remote. We've kind of learned that we don't have to be in the office nine to five or whatever the hours were. For engineers, I don't think it was ever nine to five, really. But there's a lot more demand that we're getting around diversity and inclusion, around flexibility, better benefits, better mental health support across the board. And as we look at data, whether it's some of the studies that McKinsey's done or Glassdoor has done, is clearly talent has options right now. And when they have options, they're tending to look at the types of benefits, the diversity, as well as what is the company willing to invest in them. 
and the way they work. And it kind of brings me to then how are we engaging our engineering talent? We talk about talent in general. A lot of these metrics are about employees in general. But in the pandemic, when digitization had this huge acceleration of three to four years worth within the span of a few months, when the penetration of use of digital products worldwide leaped by seven to 10 years worth of progress, now we have to stop and think about the fact that it was developers that did all of this work. So while in general the demand, and you know we talk about the labor shortage was a big deal, the developers, the last two, two and a half years have had an incredible rise in the demand for their time, their talent, and just the opportunities that they've had. So given that they are our key resource in the digitization and transformation that we're undergoing, given that they're looking for better opportunities, better places to work, how do we really engage this core resource? And that, I think, was the question. And the place where we started was this, is when you think about what brings people to software development in general, right? These are creative people. What they're inspired, you know, they want to write great code. They don't want to have tech debt either. They want to innovate. They want to build value. They, they want to know that their customers love the products that they build. And in my mind, they're no different than an artist or a sculptor or whoever that's kind of starts with a vision and a concept and then finds a way to turn their raw material into that. For our developers, they start with a problem. And what they're looking for is to find a great way to build that solution. And yet, in their day-to-day -day work, we tell them exactly which tools to use. I would not try to tell an artist which colors or which tools to use. They, I really need them to do their thing. And I feel like our developers need to just be able to do their thing too. So when we start to treat it like a factory and say, okay, how many features are you going to put out? And how many points is that? And how long is it going to take? And tell me exactly what you're going to do before I've even presented the problem to them. I think we're locking them into, okay, fine, I'm just a cog in this machine. Tell me what I need to do. And, you know, and it drives the wrong kind of engagement and, you know, and leads to problems. And this study that I'm referring to is by McKinsey. And what they found is that when you think about and focus on the experience for developers and give them the right tools that they need and the space that they need, there is a staggering improvement in retention, in innovation, in productivity across the teams. We weren't getting any of this at TransUnion. We were trying to figure out how to get our teams excited and engaged about just being part of a transformation. And, and frankly, within the same study, it says that one of the top indicators or drivers of developer velocity is the opportunity to work in cloud technologies and really be part of transformations. We weren't seeing that excitement translate either. So we ended up taking a bit of a step back and saying, okay, let's actually listen to our engineers. What are they telling us? What is their experience on a day-to-day -day basis? What are the things that we need to be tackling for them 
in order to actually make it a fun place to work, right? It was the most humbling gift we could have gotten. Nothing, nothing was right. I mean, and, and you know, it's, uh, you kind of have to be prepared for that when you ask developers to tell you exactly what they're thinking, because they're going to tell you exactly what they're thinking. We're a regulated company. We have things we need to do a certain way, processes we need to follow. But the feedback was that our processes were curtailing their ability to just do their work. It was too complicated. We were still forcing everybody to use Windows machines, while a lot of the developers that were coming to the organizations were accustomed to using Macs. You know, we would put a whole bunch of monitoring and other software on those devices because we needed to make sure that it's safe and secure and encrypted and, you know, data protection. They couldn't get to the sites they needed to get to just to do the research they needed to do to do their work. So everything took way longer for them to do. Information was harder to get to. While we were pushing them through this factory of what are you going to do, when are you going to do it, when are you going to get done, right? So we created the developer experience program at TransUnion. And it is based on a few tenants. It starts with onboarding. So let's make sure from the time they interview, accept the job and onboard, they have a good experience with us. It starts with learning and training. So, you know, providing, we actually had a ton of opportunities for upskilling and training because we were looking to get everybody ready to move to the cloud. And we were one of the companies that was very particular about not hiring a bunch of third-party cloud experts to come run our transformation. We really wanted to bring our developers along that were at the company already. But it was about making sure that they actually had time to do it. You know, it's one thing to provide training opportunities. It's a whole other thing to make sure that they have the time to do it. It was about continually talking understanding the pain points and thinking through what could we be doing to address the pain points the psychological safety that's required for developers to actually share the pain points and what we could be doing. It was about tooling. You know, do we have the right tools? Do we have the right automation? Is everything that could be automated automated? Should we be thinking about things differently? Just thinking through all the different steps and processes and making sure that our digital talent and, and the talent engine that we had was really being managed in a way that from the time we hire to ideally the time they retire, they have an experience at TransUnion. That makes them want to continue to be on this journey, that, that encourages innovation and, and helps drive it. So I'm going to spend a couple minutes beyond that just talking about really specifically, you know, kind of how we think about this. The, the feedback is a great tool. We've created developer communities. Communities of practice are a big deal just to start to get that conversation going so we can continually understand developer pain points, continually provide a space for the voice, and then identify those areas of friction and eliminate them. We did bring Macs. Macs are now an approved device at TransUnion for development, right? Well, what's the next step? Well, the Macs are not powerful enough. They're too slow. I really can't get my work done. And half the tools don't even work on a Mac. 
okay, we're gonna have to fix that. So it's really about iterating through it. I don't know that it's necessarily one thing, but really continually working on that. Our communities of practice were not getting the engagement that we needed. So again, it was this discussion around, in an ideal world, we'd like it to be grassroots and have the developers kind of engage seamlessly. But maybe we need somebody that plays moderator and, and drives the conversations forward, right? We have onboarding information. So any developer that joins TransUnion gets a stack of information about how to set up their systems and how to do it. But why? Right? Couldn't we be setting a lot of that in a more automatic way? And, and then how do we do it? So we actually have a team that's constantly engaging with developers, that's identifying these opportunities, sometimes building certain key automation processes through and kind of rolling it out so that the developers can pick it up. And then we round it out by moving those processes into operationalization so that it continues to kind of be sustained and maintained. And, you know, we don't lose track of it because there's tons of POC one and done process improvements that never really evolve. So it's about creating that ecosystem. So we're maintaining, supporting, and evolving it. And similarly for learning, we kind of created this flow where, it, you know, there's individual learning, there's peer learning. Our women of technology, ERG, actually did a fantastic job just rallying everybody to train and get certification and to create study groups and people signing up for their tests and certifications together. And, and then we created a reward and recognition program around it. So again, it's walking the talk to a large extent. I mean, if we fill up, we follow safe, agile as well, but if we fill up every last point on our development team's capacity to do work, then we don't really give them the time. So it was about partnering with our product management leaders to actually create the space to do this. And then to create opportunities and communities through which the developers felt like they had other peers that were going through it, they felt safe to ask the questions, and the support from leadership to recognize, to reward, when somebody achieved that certification or needed some time off to study or whatever the case may be. So, I mean, this is all well and good, and I wanted to kind of talk about, so how's it going, right? So we did all of this. Um, and it's really hard to tell, because if I get on a call, and we run that survey for developers twice a year, and we get tons of feedback, which is always a gift, but we measure ENPS for our developers, and it did grow by 35%. So I think that was a significant data point for us. And you know that followed with here all the things that are still not working that we need to continue to work with. We also observed that we don't need necessarily those communities or the avenues that we've created, right? We're seeing a lot of quote unquote psychological safety in our engineers where the, the scrum teams of the arts will have these conversations about things that are really not working. And then others chime in with ideas about, you know, we could do this, so we could do that. The members of the leadership team will jump in. My boss jumps in and comments on it. It's because we're creating this environment where people are not afraid to talk about what needs to change. And we're trying to and starting to build this trust that 
we mean it when we say we want to focus on this developer experience. We mean it when we say we want you to plan your career or your entire career with us, you know, and not just being a destination for a couple years to get us through something. And that's been kind of where we are in the last two years of the developer experience. We have a lot to learn. Like I said, I mean, now we're trying to get them faster Macs or, you know, whatever the case may be, or get the automation in place. But then there's the next layer that we have to look through. But the thing is, the ideas that are coming through and the work that developers are doing as, as they get more engaged and they get more excited, it turns into, I'll use the word innovation, it's the theme of the day, right? It turns into more innovative ideas, which could be big or little. And that in turn is business value for our customers because none of us individually can come up with all the good ideas. The good ideas are with the teams. And I truly believe that they wouldn't be software developers. They wouldn't have gone to college and, uh, or in programming classes or whatever it is they had to do if they didn't have the bent to say, here's a problem. I'm going to find a creative way to solve it. And it may be hard, but that's what gets me excited. And it's about realizing that even in our companies, even in the regulated, over-processed space that we work in, developers truly thrive and are truly creative at their core. And we need to make sure it's an environment for that. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We really appreciate everyone taking the time to join us today. If you'd like to receive new episodes as they're published, you can subscribe by visiting our website at dragonspears.com slash podcast, or find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode was sponsored by Dragon Spears and produced by Dante32.